Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Data Mastery Podcast. We're talking about marketing for modern growth using data strategies. I'm your host, Jay White, with my co-host and co-founder of Definitive Marketing, Jason Reno. We're so glad you decided to join us today. If you haven't watched our welcome podcast, our first one, you might want to check that out. That kind of gives you an overview of of what we're going to be doing here. But what we're going to be talking about in a nutshell is using data to help grow your business with your marketing. And a lot of people don't know quite how to do this. They look at data and they think, ooh, I don't know, man. That seems hard. It seems techie. We're going to try to simplify that, dumb it down for you, and show you how using good, solid data can help grow your business as well. Now, in future podcasts, we are going to be going into the nuts and bolts of data. And again, we're going to try to dumb it down for you as much as we can. Then you're going to be you're you're going to want to watch those podcasts or listen to them. But to start off with, we thought that we would just go ahead and share some case studies of how data has changed uh, dramatically uh, the marketing for some businesses uh, of all different types. And uh, so we wanted to start off today with a case study about how data has done this for a very very hard to market niche. And with that, I'm going to turn it over to Jason, let him tell you about where they were, what what uh, what they did with the data, and where they are today. So go ahead, Jason. Yeah, thank you so much, Jay. And uh, yeah, just to um, piggyback on what Jay said, is our main focus is, especially with these first couple uh, podcasts here, is to give, um, tell some stories of some clients who have seen success and make it as less overwhelming as possible. There's so much you can do with data. There's so many terms and technicalities, and there's just so much you can do with it that it is, in my professional opinion, it does become overwhelming to the point where people just get turned off with it. Like, oh, I'm just going to keep going down the same path because I don't want to have to deal with all this data or deal with automations and just deal with it, period. But when you have somebody to help you deal with it, or to kind of show you the right path and open up your eyes to it, it actually becomes a lot simpler and simplifies things down the road, you know, instead of making things uh, more complicated. So that's the goal. You know, we'll get into future podcasts into technical terms, what's high intent data, what's in market data and really break all those down. But first we're trying to just get you guys a little bit excited about the possibilities of what can be done with the data. So first, first and foremost is our addiction treatment, um, One of our biggest clients is an addiction treatment center. They have multiple locations across the country and they are specific to veterans. So it's U.S. Armed Service veterans um, combined with the addiction treatment, which is an addiction treatment itself is an extremely tough niche to market in. You have restricted ad categories. You have to be legit script certified. There's a lot of hoops that you have to jump through even just to turn your ads on. Then let alone turning your ads on within a Facebook or YouTube platform and these other ad platforms, once you turn them on, there's no type of uh, targeting. You're literally restricted to just an open audience, pump a bunch of money into Facebook, for example, and cross your fingers that Facebook algorithm, Facebook's algorithm is going to find a veteran in market for addiction treatment, which if you just think about that, it almost sounds silly. Like how is Facebook even going to know who that is or identify that right person, right? you could end up spending ad spend for the next six to 12 months and Facebook's algorithm still won't find your right audience. 
So in this case, this veteran treatment center, uh, addiction treatment center, wasn't even messing with Facebook. I think it's, I don't know, eight months ago or so we brought them on as a client. They were strictly 100% uh, reliant on uh, Google pay-per-click ads. They were spending about $100,000 a month, give or take, and generating leads for around, their clicks they were getting were around $40 to $50, and the actual leads themselves um, were costing around five. Uh, it's a big number to spend just for a click, right? $40 to $50 for a click or $50 for a lead. Now, what we were able to do was take a large portion of that PPC ad spend budget and diversify it and create a true omni-channel marketing campaign for them. So now they're, they still do PPC. We didn't get rid of that, but we're also utilizing YouTube, Facebook, TikTok, and now we just started incorporating our uh, DSP or display network um, outside of the normal Google network. And then just real quick here, I'll throw it up here on the screen. You can see we went from $450 leads to if you take this and average it, we're averaging about $50 per lead. I will completely acknowledge the $650 per lead <laughs> YouTube number. I know that's probably what jumped out at everybody, but you also have to understand that this client was getting $50 clicks before they started working with us. So to spend $7,200 and generate, what is that, about 3,500 clicks? And I think most people understand that YouTube, you know, if they're watching the video, it's just a higher quality lead. Like for example, the contact ratio and the conversion ratios on the YouTube leads are typically better than Facebook leads. Facebook's just an easier conversion in a higher volume. So what we found with these, with this particular client is we'll see that somebody has clicked on a YouTube ad and they'll get dumped into our retargeting campaign, which I'll touch on in just a second, but we'll actually end up converting on Facebook. So if you're looking, if you just looked at YouTube ads, we're falling flat on our face. We suck, right? But if you look at the entire campaign as a whole, and now we're even incorporating uh, DSP, which we don't have reporting on here quite yet, the campaign's hitting a home run. On top of it, these clients' contact ratio is higher than the previous PPC campaigns, where they're actually getting in touch of and getting a hold of people, being able to verify their insurance benefits of about 10 to 20% of these leads which before was down around 5% uh, in terms of the contact ratio. So we have significantly increased the volume of leads on top of increasing the quality, on top of dropping the cost of the lead by about 85 to 90%, depending on the exact numbers you use. But it's it's been a significant increase for their campaign overall um, as a whole. Uh, one thing I wanted to touch on also is these campaigns also, uh, these numbers are also including the retargeting campaigns. So these Facebook ads, the majority of these leads are coming from retargeting campaigns and that's coming and that we're able to set up these omni-channel and extremely um, profitable retargeting campaigns because we're inserting our pixel onto their website, capturing 50 to 60% of their bounce visitors, the, the individuals that are not converting and dumping them back into omni-channel retargeting campaigns. So really the, if you look at this from like the 35,000 foot view, we took a single channel advertising platform or a single intake PPC only. We now diversified it into five different ad platforms or five different channels bringing um, 
bringing relative clicks into their site. We now capture about 50 to 60% of those visitors, which now the client owns all that data, retains all that data, and can now retarget those clients anywhere they want. So now on top of diversifying the top end of the funnel, we now are taking all this data, very relative valuable data, and now creating the same omni-channel retargeting campaign. So that YouTube click now gets also retargeted on YouTube, but also on Facebook and TikTok and DSP networks. So that way, I mean, once they click on the page, it's, you know, it's really almost impossible for them to escape us, so to speak, once we have <laughs> I mean, it's that's really the name of the game, right? Once once the data is in place, once we have the data, once we have the quality clicks, we we now have so many opportunities or so many options um, to target them on the top end of the funnel with our in-market data, as well as on the retargeting with the pixel data. You're not using this data. You're not limited to a singular platform or a singular the singular targeting restrictions for that platform. Now, every niche is a little bit different addiction treatment. You can't target on these different platforms. If you know, you're selling a different type of widget, you might be able to, but at the same time, giving our data to these different ad platforms and speeding up the algorithm. Hey, Mr. Facebook, here's a hundred thousand. I mean, in our case, the addiction treatment list hovers around 400,000 any given day. Hey, Mr. Facebook's algorithm, here's 400,000 of our ideal clients that we know are in market for our particular product or service. Go find more individuals in Facebook's gigantic pool of hundreds of millions of people and find individuals that look just like that. That will help you find your target audience within three to four days versus three to four months of wasted ad spend, just you know, trying to throw shit against the wall to see if it sticks. And that that is remarkable. Now, just just so I'm I'm clear here, when, when these people started working with you, they were paying about four hundred. Did you say four hundred fifty dollars for a lead? Yeah, that's that's honestly kind of the industry average within the addiction treatment space is about five hundred dollars per lead. And this particular client, um, I think, was averaging between four and four fifty per lead. Um, it's I mean, to do the math, it's depending on the exact keywords you're bidding on in the addiction treatment space, you're spending anywhere from $25 to like $150 just for the click. And wow. and most for the most part, you can get one convert one out of five clicks. So if you're paying, you know, $50 a click, $50 to $100 per click, and one out of five, give or take, are actually clicking and or filling out the form you know, you end up paying four to $500 per lead. Your really high intent addiction uh, keywords are, you know, closer to that hundred to $150 mark um, when you're bidding on them. And now you've got them at about, did you say fit about average about $50 a lead, something like that? Yeah. If you take across, if you take the three platforms and average out the, the cost per lead with the total amount of leads, it comes out to about $49. I think it was $49 in July. And we're hovering about that same dollar amount for August. So it's June, July, and August. We're consistently filling this client's pipeline with give or take about 600 leads at about $50 a pop. Oh, that's, that's amazing, man. That is, those are some remarkable numbers. Now tell us what a typical um, a person that 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 is converted into a, a patient at one of these addiction treatment centers. What is their value to the to the uh, treatment center? What is 
what are they typically yeah, going to spend to be there? It's a high value client. So they, um, depending on whether or not uh, it is done through the VA or done through their insurance, that client can be worth anywhere from fifty to $200,000 to the actual treatment center, depending on the Whoa. type of treatment they need and the length of stay. But you're looking at a minimum 50000 Fifty thousand per, per client, and our data is putting at least filling at least two extra beds per month just by plugging in our data alone, using their ads, everything that they were um, doing before. Data creating that omni-channel presence has take has added at least two additional patients per month for them. Um, just last month alone, the uh, the data was able the data plus their ads obviously were able to find two suicidal veterans that we were able to bring into the treatment center, get them the help that they frankly deserved, right? Um, and then hopefully, you know, saved a couple of lives and prevented, you know, two U.S. vets from uh, committing suicide. So it's, you hear that kind of stuff too. And it's, it's just <laughs> watching these big data lists turn, turn into that, these big data lists turn into something like that's uh, really cool to watch the process and watch it uh, transpire. Yeah, no kidding. So the business is being transformed as far as a, a profitability basis but we're also seeing lives change by the patients that's that's just that's amazing man that is amazing so um they're paying about fifty dollars a lead and getting filling at least a couple of beds a month now at 50 to 100k per patient i mean the, the roi on that is just staggering so what is um you you talked about a little bit about omni-channel marketing. What what does that mean? Does that just mean going out to different places with the marketing as opposed to just one place? Um, yes. And if, if you mean by place, you mean a platform. So omni-channel yeah. means that you are running your ads on more than one platform. So Facebook would be one channel. Google would be another channel. YouTube, although Google owns YouTube, they're different ads. YouTube's another channel. Um you know, TikTok's another channel uh, outside of Google's display network, but programmatic marketing, which we're helping our clients with in terms of the display and video ads and even CTV. So, I mean, you could take a singular channel and plug our data and turn it into six or seven different uh, six or seven different channels within that same marketing campaign. Way to go, Jay. Didn't even mute your phone, huh? <laughs> My bad. Sorry, I was I was anxious to get into this one today. So it's okay. all good. So yes, it's it's you you have to take into account that not everybody's on Facebook, not everybody's on you know Googling for what they're looking for, not everybody's watching videos on YouTube. And frankly, there's a lot of people nowadays, and that's where the the DSP and the programmatic marketing are plugging data into that is becoming so powerful because a lot of people are done with social media. You know, you have the people that are no longer on Facebook or IG or Twitter or anywhere else. And, you know, maybe just jump on LinkedIn once a month to touch base with some, with some work colleagues. And if that's the case, then how do you run an ad to that person? So now we take the data and now we plug it into the DSP. So that way, again, creating five to seven different channels to reach your target audience is going to increase the frequency. So if somebody is on multiple channels, then they're going to see you across multiple channels increase the frequency that they're seeing you, therefore increasing the probability of gaining their trust faster. Or for those individuals that aren't on multiple channels, 
you're still giving yourself the opportunity to get in, in front of that person. Maybe your perfect ideal client took a took a ban on social media this year in 2023, but still has to visit ESPN.com to look at to look at their favorite uh, sports scores or cooking.com to look up their favorite recipe or something along those lines. So now our ads or our clients' ads will now jump in those little bumper ads or CTV is something that's really cool where you take somebody that's bounced off your website, we're able to capture that data and feed it into a CTV campaign. So somebody's on your website this morning and then this evening when they're on Freebie TV or 2B TV, they see a 30 second non-skippable commercial right on their TV or their iPad or wherever they're you know, whatever other device that they're on. So it's, I honestly, I don't want, I'm trying not to get too deep into this because I can really <laughs> like go down a rabbit hole here. And that's what we're, we got to save some stuff for some future episodes, right? right? right. <laughs> we're going to do, do a whole podcast just on DSP. In fact, we may have to do several to cover all the aspects of what DSP is and what it can do for a business because it is absolutely mind blowing. Now, Jason- absolutely. Yo, go ahead. And I was just I was going to say, we're going to take, you know, after we do a couple of these stories to try to, you know, get some people excited and show some uh, real world practical use of the data, then we can um, schedule out some episodes and go really deep into what a DSP is, what high intent in market data is exactly what our pixel, our own proprietary pixel can do and why it's a thousand million percent better than just using a Facebook or Google pixel alone. There's Again, I mean, we could do a three-hour podcast right now if uh, if we really wanted to, but we're trying to keep it at 15 minutes. We're past that, Mark, so let's wrap it well, up here. Let, me, and, let uh, me just ask you one more question before we wrap it up, Jason. Obviously, you, you worked with this client for probably a couple years to get them to this point, correct? Uh, no, I, like I'd I think I'd mentioned earlier, I, I mean, I think it's eight months or give or take. Eight I mean, we months. Start, yeah, we started working with this client back in... It's like December, January. So we're in August. So yeah, I want to say maybe seven or eight months. But these results we've ha consistently ha had for the last five months. It really takes, I mean, loose numbers are, we see some incremental increases that first 30 days, maybe a 10% bump overall, you know, lower the cost per lead, something along those lines. Then the second month, we really start learning the pixel starts working more, capturing more data. And then it's month three, that uh, 60 to 90 day period is when we really see the jump because now we've gone through the testing phase. We've segmented out data. We've tested different audiences with different messages. There's, again, there's so much detail you can do with this data to really customize your message to your intended target, right down to the point where you can set up a Facebook ad based off what somebody searched. You know, so if somebody is has a uh, a solution for back pain or a solution, you can customize your audience on whether they search for the actual solution or whether they search for your product specifically, and then customize an ad talking to that particular client based off how they searched for that particular solution. Um, so again, yeah, the whole targeting and segmenting—that's a whole nother episode as well. Yes. But it's it's freaking bitch and what you can do with all this stuff is the bottom line. And I can't wait to uh, keep talking about it. Yeah, man. And I can't wait to hear more stories. This one is remarkable. I mean, you're not only changing a, a, a business entirely, you're changing lives as well. 
And uh, so uh, I, I really love that you shared this with us today. And I can't wait to hear uh, future stories about this business and about other businesses that you're helping uh, by using data. But today we're just going to go ahead and wrap this up. We appreciate everybody joining us again. Please let us know if you have any questions about what we talked about today. Uh, any ideas about how you want uh, other things you want us to cover in future podcasts. And we will see you again soon. Thanks again for joining us and we'll talk soon. Bye-bye. Appreciate everybody's time. Take care.